Alrighty, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Be Creative Podcast. It's your host, Eric Choi. Welcome back to part three of Stoicism. I'm actually not even quite sure how many parts I'm going to make of Stoicism, but I haven't really picked a number yet, but I'm going to say maybe about forever. Um, because, like I said before, if you have listened to my other Stoicism um, episodes, you will understand that philosophy, which is what Stoicism is, it's a philosophy, it is not something that you read and try to understand at one time or at one sitting, it's an active practice, it's a lifelong study, it's understanding more about it and more of yourself every single day, becoming better and becoming a better human. And in today's podcast, I kind of want to talk about decisions that you can make today that the Stoics believe that can better your day. Things that you can acquire from the Stoics, that you can acquire from Stoicism and kind of implement it into your own life in your own way. And number one is mastering focus and in order to achieve this concentration you also have to achieve a sense of elimination being aware and being completely content with eliminating certain things and what does that mean it means that you have to be able to say no to a lot of things as you guys may have heard from my other previous episodes a lot of things that we do in our day-to-day lives are pretty much useless garbage and inefficient I think I said in my previous episode, maybe 90% of what we do every single day is pretty much useless. Not useless, I would say. I want to say inefficient. Something that doesn't really make you better. And if you say yes to one thing, you say no to something else. If you play, if you say yes to playing video games rather than actually working or studying on something, there's no way you can better yourself if studying and working was going to make you better. Because, as you may know, humans can't really multitask. We can only focus on one thing, ideally, let alone trying to fi- you know, focus on one thing 110%. There's no way we could focus on 110% of our attention onto two different things. It's just merely impossible. So in order to focus, you have to say yes to what matters. Because if you say yes to what matters... You're saying no to the things that don't matter, and that allows you to double down on the benefit of what truly matters, and it will inevitably, and I promise you, inevitably make you better. Uh, Seneca, who was one of um, Marcus Aurelius' mentors, said that he who is everywhere is nowhere, and I feel like in our modern age, we can replace he with she as well, or they. Um, you know, the person who is everywhere is nowhere. And this pretty much means if you're in a constant state of being everywhere, trying to multitask everything, trying to balance everything, you're going to fall apart because you're just going to end up, like Seneca says, nowhere. The second thing I want to talk about is where will you be tomorrow? You have to take action. You got to be disciplined. There's no point of being focused if you're not going to commit to it, if you're not going to stay consistent with it, and of course, if you're not going to be disciplined in it. And one of the key things you have to ask yourself is, 
Am I happy with being stuck? It's not, am I happy with where I'm at? Am I happy with chasing my tail? It's, am I happy being stuck? And the reason why this step is very, very important is because we keep hearing, you know, gotta keep moving, keep moving forward, put your head down and just run forward, make a beeline straight towards your goal. That's not really the case. We grow up and we get older and we get nearer and nearer and nearer to death. Every day you age and every day you are dying. I know it's a pretty pessimistic way of life. And yes, people have described the Stoics as being a bit pessimistic, but also very real. And that's what really matters, right? If you have a conversation with someone for the first time and you say that, hey, you know, within this relationship, I'm just going to be as transparent, as real as possible, you're pretty much going to get a very positive response. They're going to say, oh yeah, for sure. Being real is awesome. Yeah. Be honest, be truthful. And that's the way the Stoics work. That's how they functioned in this life. And the, those who don't really value being real and being truthful are ten are ten, you know typically the ones that hide and are unsure of where they want to be and lie and the Stoics didn't really make the time to really focus on that and you know on those people and that negativity. But going back to the second step, the reason why you have to ask yourself, "Am I happy with being stuck?" is because we are brought to this earth to make progress. I mean, it's already bad enough that we are a dust in terms of a universal scale and our time on earth is also a mere billionth of a second in terms of the earth's timeline. We have to make the most out of it because we have to understand that life is short. We have to understand that we can leave life right now at any given moment and we have to understand that that will determine what we do, say, and think. Marcus Aurelius even says, just take the first step because no one can stop you from doing that. And that is true. If there is something that you want to achieve, if there's a step that you're trying to take, if there is something that you are trying to overcome, just take the first step. Just take the leap because no one is going to stop you but yourself. And if yourself has already beaten you, then there is no hope in recovering from it. Because if you want to succeed something and you have succeeded, you have only yourself to congratulate. And conversely, it can go the other way. If you can't achieve it because you beat yourself and you keep doubting yourself that you couldn't do it, you are your worst enemy. So just take the first step because no one can stop you. Another great stoic thing that I learned, which was step three, is don't suffer in advance. And typically, this is aimed towards those who are very stressful and have a lot of anxiety. Anxiety is a punishment to yourself. And this is not me saying you are purposefully punishing yourself through anxiety or with anxiety. It is just me defining that anxiety is a punishment to yourself. Anxiety is not a good thing. It is a punishment to yourself. And the Stoics have always told themselves and taught themselves and taught others to be prepared. You being nervous about something is completely normal, but you can't let that nervousness and that anxiousness decide the fate or determine the fate of what's going to happen. Because a lot of times if you let anxiety and if you let nervousness and if you let fear 
impact your decision that is what ultimately is going to happen and if that bad thing happens you're just going to blame the anxiety whereas it could have been avoided in the first place and i know it's easier than done i especially if you are playing an instrument or if you're doing a competition whether it's athletics or if it's academics and you're about to go on stage that nervousness is there but if you practice being prepared and if you practice being mindful and if you practice being stoic and understanding of all the situations you will have a much better chance of not being so anxious and being prepared um i remember when i was reading an article about the apollo mission they acquired these astronauts that weren't just good at test pilots or they weren't just regular pilots they had to be amazing pilots obviously because they're from the air force but they also have to be mentally really really strong they would always expose them with stressful situations and see how they react um, i remember there's this one very very famous canadian astronaut his name is chris hadfield hopefully i'm pronouncing his name right he also created a master class uh, that seems really really interesting but he emphasizes the fact that being calm and being prepared and having all the answers in under one breath or in one pager is what he called it really really important really really important is even an understatement it's vital especially when you're in the vacuum of space and things can go very very wrong um john glenn who was one of the first people to orbit around the earth um, not one of the first, but one of the many people who were able to orbit around the Earth. He was obviously being tracked. He was being monitored, obviously, by NASA. He actually has never surpassed 100 beats per minute in his heartbeat. And I know that's a weird fact, but think about it. He, this this person's going around the globe in a matter of 24 hours, which is extremely fast. Because a plane can't even travel around the world in 24 hours, let alone... Actually, I'm not even quite sure. Let me fact check that. Okay, I was correct. It actually would take 45 hours for a standard passenger aircraft to fly around the Earth's circumference. So, John Glenn literally orbited around the globe in 24 hours and... Obviously, things can go very, very wrong, but he has never surpassed his heart rate to be up to 100 beats per minute he's remained calm he was mindful and wary of every possible situation and that is something that we can practice as well because not all of us are in the vacuum of space orbiting the globe thousands and thousands of kilometers up in the air instead sometimes we get a really unsatisfying email or we'll get a rude comment or you stubbed stubbed is it stubbed I'm not quite sure what the word I'm looking for is. I'm talking about the action where you slam your toe into like the side of your bed or on the side of your refrigerator or door. Dang, that's going to really bother me. Anyway, something shitty that happens in your day and that ultimately ruins it and you feel the pounding of your chest and all of a sudden the world is shit. Everything is bullshit. Everything is pointless. And... This is not what you want. You want to be able to remain calm. Obviously, you may not have prepared the door or the bed frame being in the way of your toe, but instead, 
you could take it as in like, oh, this is pain. I have felt this before. This will not end me. This will not kill me. Rather than I will grow from it and I will avoid it later on or I will try my best to. The next step is to control your emotions. You know, like I mentioned before in the previous step, you might say that a lot of things are unfair. This sucks. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. But Chris Hadfield, the same astronaut that I mentioned before, says that there's no problem so bad that you can't make it worse also. Meaning that you can make any situation worse. You know, that's why you see a lot of positive people and a lot of half-glass type people always say, hey, it could have been worse. And they're always right. It could have been worse. Controversially, no, conversely, two very different words. Conversely, there's no problem so bad that you can't make it worse also. And controlling emotions is such a hard thing to do because we just let it out. And to be quite honest, it gets harder and harder to control emotions as you get older because it becomes an instinct. So it's best to practice understanding how to be calm. And you see this a lot in uh, negotiations and arguments. If you see the person, one person or one party in particular being more calm and being more logical and being more understanding and quieter in tone, they seem to always have the leverage or more leverage compared to the other person who may be flailing or frantically yelling and screaming and screeching and all that. So always be calm and control your emotions because you're able to decide your decisions easier. You're able to react and respond more appropriately and efficiently. And of course, you're able to resolve situations much quicker and understandably. The last step that I want to mention is understand how much farther you have left. You have to understand two different concepts that I will mention just now. How far you've come and how far you have left. And these two things have kind of always been battling each other in terms of which one is right. And a lot of people have different viewpoints on them, but this one is mine. So this is all subjective. This can be debated and this could always be under the topic. But for now, this is what I think. So when you have a how far you come mindset, this can lead to being arrogant and complacent because some people might think that they know everything. They have all the knowledge. This great philosopher, I forget their name, said that as our island of knowledge grows, so does the shoreline of ignorance, which is true for self-improvement because as you get better, you should actually start to see what else you need to learn and get better in rather than saying that you know it all. Right. And I think this is more of a humility thing as well. You know, because once you've acquired all this knowledge, you have to understand that there is more to learn, that there is more to experience, rather than everything that you've experienced is everything that everyone else should experience. I feel like you can test this on anyone. If you meet a very arrogant person who is very obviously very confident and very egotistical about their knowledge and stuff you should ask them is there something more that you can learn is there more out there that you would like to explore and the answer is always yes and that's literally the first step that they need to take it's literally all it takes how far you have left is so much better because it allows you room and allows you to understand that there is space for growth 
to become better, to make better decisions, and to make better responses and reactions. So that pretty much concludes part three of Stoicism. I hope you were able to take in some key information and apply it into your own lives. Once again, you don't have to be a labeled Stoic to practice Stoicism. You can always uh, retrieve things from the Stoics that you feel impacts you personally and it and how it can and see how it can help you professionally or romantically financially spiritually mentally i don't know if i said mentally already but anywho thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast um my name is eric i've been studying stoicism especially uh, marcus aurelius seneca and ryan holiday and i just want to give a huge shout out to them i don't know if they'll ever listen i know i definitely know marcus aurelius and seneca is not listening because they've been dead for hundreds of years but anyways thank you guys so much for listening to this video always be open be kind be mindful say yes to what matters uh take action now don't suffer in advance, control your emotions, and understand how much farther you have left because with these principles, you will make better decisions today. You will take the first step today and become a better person tomorrow. Be kind, be mindful, be happy, be smart, be stoic, and always, always be creative. Again, thank you guys so much. If you have any questions, please message me or DM me on Instagram at Be Creative Productions or on Facebook, look up Eric Choi, and I'll be sure to answer any notification, any one of your questions. I am talking way too fast. I had monster and it is hitting me hard. But again, to conclude this episode, thank you guys so much. I will talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.